begin over here, here with uh, something very interesting. The bracha that Yaakov Avinu gave to Shimon and Levi. He says, Achalkim b'Yaakov v'afitzim b'Yisrael. Right, the bracha that Yaakov uh, gave to Shimon and Levi, he says, Shimon and Levi, they had a certain uh, anger in them. They had a certain af, temper, evra. And uh, it seems almost like a punishment, that the punishment was that Hashem says, I'm going to scatter you. You know, when a person's on the move and a person doesn't have a set home, it's very hard for them, a person to really... Uh, get too angry, you know, when, when they're just trying to find themselves. So it seems like it's a punishment to uh, Shimon and Levi. Says, says Rashi, brought down in the Emesi You don't have poor and teachers of children, Elami Shimon. Only from Shimon, Nefutsim, so that they should be scattered. No, when you when you when you're having a hard time making a parnasa, you gotta go here, you gotta go there, you gotta gotta collect, uh, try to put it together. The Shivtoy Shalevi and the Shavit of Levi Asoy Mechazal Agronois the Trumaisamasos. Hashem made the the, the Shavit of Levi that they would have to travel and. Uh, in other words, Rebbe Hashem caused Shimon and Levi to be scattered and spread around, and this was a way of breaking their bad nature of their anger and their evra. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, this was not just a punishment. We think it was an oinesh. Hashem punished Shimon and Levi because you're such kanoim, you're so angry, right? Where did Shimon and Levi display kanos? When Dino was violated, so they killed out the city of Shechem. Right? And they said, HaKezoyna, Yasas, HaKezoyna, they were big, they were zealots, right? They're zealots. Zealots. Och, right? The Ocho Orthodox. <laughs> so, and it would seem like Yaakov was saying, you know, you're, you're, too, you're too zealous, and therefore I'm going to punish you. Well, Says of Yaakov Kamenetsky, this is not a punishment. This is not a punishment. Because Hash- it wasn't just a way of breaking their anger. Just the opposite. Because they had the nature that when they saw something that was not correct, they stood up and they fought for the MS of what they felt the Torah required. They were Kanoim. So Yaakov Avinu specifically appointed them to be the Rabbeim among Klal Yisrael. Why? Because who do you need to be Rabbeim? People who sit back and when, when uh, things are not going the way halacha requires, they don't say anything and they just look the other way and they just want to be well-liked. Or people, when they see that halacha is being violated, they speak up. They're kanan. Says Yaakov Kamenetsky, it's true Yaakov Avinu was criticizing Shimon and Levi, maybe their anger was displaced. But ultimately this was the midah necessary to make them the Rabbeim of Klal Yisrael. Because who else is going to safeguard and, go- and watch and make sure and be on the lookout that everything is being done correctly and people are not deviating? What about Shimon? Shimon had the same job. Shimon, yeah, Shimon was both of them. Shimon and Levi. Shimon, Shimon was uh, the Rabbeim, right? So, so, so what about Lo- 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 Levi, even though you have the Rashi brings down Levi, Levi was Machazar Achar Hagronos for the Truman Meiser, but you do find Yairu Mishpatech Yaakov. The teachers of Torah were from Shevet Levi also. What? It's like Kapdan Melamed. Like Kapdan. 
but you need kanos. Kanos means if something is not is not correct, yeah. you need to address it. How do you address it? Maybe not the kapdanos, but you need to address it. Yeah. Well, look what he says. Says a very interesting. He says, "Ayin bechidushen ulel parshas vayishlach." Look at our chidushim early in parshas vayishlach. Shabiyati shaaf shabavade hoyakan oynesh neged shimon v'levi. Even though there was a punishment here against shimon v'levi mikamakim be'davka mina Yaakov eshvatim elu l'tafkidam na'alim elu. Yaakov specifically appointed shimon v'levi for these positions. Shachin achabanim. Of teaching our children, Ushmiras Tashmishe Kedusha, and guarding holiness, Kirak Shimon Velevi Heru Es Hakanos Hanidreshes, because Shimon and Levi were the only ones who displayed a certain necessary zealousness, zealotry. Shel Hakezoyne Yases Achosenu. When Dina was violated, they were the only ones who stood up and said, "Maybe you're right, Yaakov, that Achartem Oisi, that we're, we've sullied your rep." But on the other hand, should we allow Hakazoina Yasas Achosin? Rak Haim Nikro Achedino. When Dino was violated, who does the Torah say the brothers of Dino shook up only them? Mishum Shemasu Nafshem Allah. Uchedei Lahatzliach B'Mesimos Keilu. In order to be successful in teaching Torah, in preserving Torah, Mochrachim Limnois Anoshim Sheyesh Bahem Midas Hakanos. You need people who have some zealotry to them. And they're willing to give up of themselves for the Torah. People who when they see that there's a breach in the fence, right? Who should be the leaders? People who, yeah, you know, it's okay, we understand this and that, it doesn't matter, they don't know better. No. People, if they see that an avla is being done, they address it. They are worrious to this job. Therefore, Yaakov specifically appointed Shimon and Levi. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky does not stop here. He has more to say about Kanos. And he says an amazing thing. We know Shimon and Levi, they had this zealousness. They were stood up against, against the evildoers, against those who violated the Torah. Who was successful in their tasks? Levi. Shimon or Levi? Levi. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Well, Shimon went by, uh, by uh, Zimri and, and uh, all that. Ah. We find that Levi was very successful as a Kanai. When Klal Yisrael sinned with the eagle, I Amar LaAchiv Lo Yisiv Yes Echav Lo Yikir Yes Banav Lo Yada Kishamru Imrasecha. They maintained their kanos. They used it appropriately. Shimon did not appropriately use his kanos because when Shimon saw something he didn't like, he didn't like the fact that Klal Yisrael was being so modest and that they were not allowed to live with Arayos. So he was a kanoi, but for the wrong thing. What did Shevet Shimon do? They took their Nashim and they were Mezaneh B'far Hesya in front of Moshe Rabbeinu because they didn't like the Psak of Moshe. So Levi and Shimon were both zealous. Levi used it correctly. Shimon used it incorrectly. Why? What was the difference between Shimon and Levi? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Ba'amnam kishanu mayanim lurais. When we delve to see, Im achin kimu Shimon v'Levi es savasim shalavim hazakim. 
if Shimon and Levi fulfilled the command of their father, right? Their father said, look, you're the Kanoim, I want you to safeguard Kal Yisrael. We find Levi fulfilled his mission. Shimon. Shimon didn't. Only Levi, we find, stood up like a fortified wall against those who went against God's covenant. We don't find Shimon did this at all. What's the difference? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. I'll tell you the difference. What did Levi do in Mitzrayim? While everyone else was forced to work, yes. what was Levi doing? Learning. He was learning Torah. Shavit Levi was learning Torah. If the other ones, everyone else was above them, how could they learn Torah? Okay. We're not blaming. We're just saying the reality was Levi learned Torah. To be a Kanoi, it has to be within the frame. It has to be nimdad. It has to be measured. And it has to be mugbal. It has to be confined by the restraints of the Torah. Right? You have people. Shabbos! What do they do? They throw stones at people. Is that what you... It's a good it's a good feeling. It's a good attitude that when somebody desecrates Shabbos, it's a terrible thing. And something has to be done. And there has to be kanos. But how? What? What do you do? It has to be mugbal in the Torah. You have to know what the halacha is. You have to know what does the Torah say about giving taichacha? Do you give taichacha by by hurting people or maybe not? So kanos says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky if it's not Framed in the confines of the Torah, then it's just wild. Then it's just wild. You need two things. You need sincerity, and you need Torah knowledge. And you, if you, to be a Kanoi properly, you need a combination of the both. But if you don't have both, if you're just sincere, and you want to stand up against violations, you're not the person to do it. Because Shev and Levi, the reason why they were successful in being Kanoim is... Besides their feelings of zealotry, they were also Tamine Chachamim. And why was Shimon given the same uh, job as a lady by teaching? He was given because he, he had the correct midah, but he didn't hone it in. He didn't... But uh, all, all the bad that uh, Shimon uh, showed in the Kanoyas, which is uh, not the right way, why were they still given the job of teaching? Maybe they had an opportunity. Maybe in the midbar they could have uh, learned more than they than they did. Yeah, but the, uh, look, look what midbar. Look what happened. I, in the midbar. Look, look. He gives a very interesting example. He says, if you were to ask somebody, what's worse, marrying a guy or marrying a Jewish woman who doesn't keep taras hamashbacha? Marrying a guy. No. Marry a guy, you're over a love. You're not chayiv misa. If you marry a Jewish girl who doesn't keep tars and mishpacha, it's says, a kares. Who says you should have? Yeah, you have relations who with her all the time? Have have love, 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 love. Let's say you don't have relations with her. I mean, what do you do? But you're you pointing. Oh, you, you just said. What is worse? I want to know what is worse to be married to a to be married to a geisha woman. So somebody 
who doesn't have Das Taira, he would say, Beferish and Shulchan You live with a Gaya, it's a Lav in the Torah, you're not Chayiv Misa, but if someone who lives with a woman who doesn't keep Taira Samashbacha, you're Chayiv Karis. And nevertheless, with her, you're also over a lot, right? With who? With the Jewish woman who doesn't keep Taira Samashbacha. It's multiple times. Every time you, every time you, you, it's kares. It's kares every time you live with her. It's kares. What? No, you're not chayv kares. There's no hilchas nida. And nevertheless, the Rambam says, despite the fact that if you live with a guy, it's only a lav. Nevertheless, in a way, if you take a look, here, look in, look in the next paragraph. Dugma masas lekanosh shaloy lefi hadin. An example of improper kanos, we could bring in an illustration from the, from the following scenario. Adam A person has a choice. I can marry a Gaya. Right? You can marry a Jew who doesn't keep Tanis You marry a Gaya. Somebody who learns, but he has not... Gained from Tamir Chachamim enough, but Vali Yom he'll say, "Hello, Yisrael, need to hear Mekares to live with a Jewish woman who doesn't keep Tazam Mishmachas Kares." Ve'ilu be'ilas Akum, but living with a Gaya, Eino El Alav Ba'alma, it's only a Lav She'Eino Anosh Kares. Be'vada Yim Kain Alav Levchar Begaya. Certainly, a person would say you should choose a non-Jewish woman, but the truth is, it's not true. Even though you get more punishment for marrying. A Jewish woman who doesn't keep Tanis Mishmacha says the Rambam, Ha'emesi Loikein. Ha'Rambam, the Rambam, Af Shadaiti he should be a Shivcha in Elam Adrabanan. Even though the Rambam's opinion is, if you live with a Gaya, it's only an Isser Drabanan. Imagine that. He could live with a Jewish girl who doesn't go to the mikvah. You're Chayiv Kares. You lose your Elam Haba, and you live with a Gaya. It's an Isser Drabanan. But the Rambam says the following: B'zeh halashon avon zeh this aver of marrying a guy apa pishein by misas bezdin al yehi kal be'enecha ela yesh by hefsid shein b'chol ho arayos kemoso. There is a loss that does not exist in all the arayos. In other words, a person would think, yeah, it's worse to marry your sister than to marry a goya. Right? The children and the child's and moms are if you live with your sister. If you live with a guy, it's only a lav. Says the Rambam, no. Because at least if you have a son from an Arias, it's your son, and he's a Jew. Even though he's a mams. But if you have a son from a Gaya, is not your son, he's not Jewish, and he will pull you away from God. Says Rabbi Yaakov, Yisrael. It is clear that a person should preferably choose a Jewish girl, even though she doesn't keep Tarah So what do we see from here? That a person who doesn't know the Torah, he's not going to know what to do. He's going to have good feelings. He's going to think, yeah, it's terrible to be Mechal Shabbos. It's terrible for a woman to go out with preachers. And it is terrible. And a person should feel that it's disgusting that people are Mechal Shabbos. But what to do about it? You have to know what the Torah says to do about it. Says Rav Yaakov, who should be the Kanaim? Look in the last paragraph. After he says that Shimon, his Kanaim, took a wrong turn, he says the last five lines of the last paragraph, Rak, 
Gedoyle Hatoira Shabakhaldar Vadar Nichnu Bakhosh Hachorov. They can smell out with their sharp senses. Ladas Ulahachle to decide Mosai Tsrichim Lakane Vilamchos. The Gedoyle Torah, they are the ones to tell us when is it appropriate to protest and to and to be a Kanoi and when do you keep your mouth closed. Because if you don't have precision knowledge of Torah, you can be very sincere and you can have a tremendous heart, it's not <coughs> enough. Only those who they have Torah at their access could know what to do. And the Natsiv says the same thing, by the way, Rabbi Isai. The Natsiv says, what does it say about the Kanos of Levi? Tumecha viurecha liyashchasidecha. Tumecha means tmimus. He's, he's sincere. He stands up for what's wrong. But he also has viurecha. He has the light of the Torah. If you just have tumecha, it's not enough. It's tumecha viurecha liyashchasidecha. Rabbi Isai, I want to tell you over now, this is a very, I didn't put it on the sheet. It's incredible. From the rugged shaver. A very from the rugged shaver. Take a look in your Hamashim. There's a Pasuk at the end of Hashem's Ayachi. Amazing Pasuk. And if you think about it for a minute, the Pasuk is Mamish Aplia. This is Perek Nun Pasuk Yedalad. If you see the Pasuk inside, it'll, it's really amazing. Nun Yedalad. Vayashav, I'm going to bring, take out some Chumashim. Nun Yedalet. Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayma. Yosef returned to Mitzrayim. Hu v'yechav. Him and his brothers. V'chol ha'olam itai. And all those who went up with him. Lik bar To bury their father. Acharei kavro yasavav. After they buried their father. Okay, again, it says Yosef and his brothers returned to Mitzrayim. And their family. They returned to Mitzrayim, all those who went with him to bury their father, after they buried their father. I mean, right? Likbar es aviv. Achare kavra es aviv? It should just say, Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayim, hu v'yecha v'chala o'elum yitayt likbar es aviv. Yosef returned to Mitzrayim and everyone with him who they went to bury their father. Obviously he returned after he buried his father. That's what it just said. Why would it repeat? It says, they returned to Mitzrayim all those who went to bury his father after he buried his father. It's a double ashram. It's repetitive. Likbar Esaviv, Acharei Kavra Yesav. It's a double ashram. Why is the Torah saying that? There's a Yushalmi. The Yushalmi says the following. The Avais were buried in the Maras HaMachpelah, Derech HaSeva, in the manner of those who recline. So I would think that means they weren't buried lying straight. You know, they were leaning on their side when they were buried. Says the Raghachavar, that's not what it means. There's a Braisa in Masech Brachas that says, Ketzad Derech HaSeva. How do you sit around the table, right? In the olden days, they didn't have long tables. Everybody had their own table and chair. Small table. Right. They lie sideways on the Let's say you have two people sitting together. Godal, the greater one, is on the right side. And the lesser one is on the left side. What if you have three people? 
Gadol be'emtza, the greater one in the middle. The next one on the right, next one on the left. Says the Ragachak. Who was buried in the Marasan of Pelah? Abraham? Yitzchak. Abraham maybe Adam. Adam was there. Abraham and Yitzchak. Maybe he's in a different area. I don't know. Listen to what he says. Abraham and Yitzchak. Abraham and Yitzchak. So who is on what side? Abraham was on the right side. Yitzchak was on the left side. Because Abraham is the older one. He's the older, right? So Abraham on the right side. Yitzchak is on the left side. But now they're bringing Yaakov. So again, uh, before Yaakov comes, Abraham's on the right side. Yitzchak's on the left side. Now they're bringing Yaakov. What are we going to do? Put Yaakov on the right, Yitzchak on the left, and Abraham in the middle? This applies even to people who were mace? I mean, the idea... No, no, the, the, the Yushami says, Derech Haseba. The Yushami says they were buried, Derech Haseba. That's what the Yushami says. So, said, listen. So then you have to disinter people when... Ah, so what happened? They buried Abraham on the right, Yitzchak on the left. But now they have to bury Yaakov. So what do they have to do? Take Yitzchak out... Put Yitzchak on the right side, put Yaakov on the left side. Says the Ragged Shepherd. Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayma, who, Viachav, Vachal Ha'olam Itai, Likbar Yosef returned to Mitzrayim, him together with all his brothers, who buried their father. Who's their father? Yaakov. When did they do that? After they buried his father. Who is his father? Yitzchak. It's not a double Hashem. It's talking about two different people. It says, So in the movie, it's after, they put the after they, they buried Yaakov, when did they bury Yaakov? They buried him after they moved Yitzchak. So Abraham would be in the middle, Yitzchak on the right, Yaakov on the left. Why would Yitzchak be on the right, not Yaakov on the right? Because he's older. Yitzchak is Yaakov's father. Father. But you talk talk about greatness. No, we talked about who's greater, not necessarily age or, or lineage. But we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to another story. But you're allowed to move the mat from his wife, you're allowed to move it? It's on the outside, a couple of people do go down the same place. I don't know, they're buried down, they're buried deep down, right? I've never been there, so it's not different shows. So, where is Adam and Rishon buried? According to Abraham, bought it because Abraham and Rishon was there. Let's do it. I don't know. So, why did they move Abraham? I don't know. Okay. Because all the purpose buying the Ma'at Abraham is because Adam Arishon was there. That's all the purpose, no? Maybe, How we knew? Maybe he wasn't part of that or their order. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Where were the women? The women were buried there too, no? It was the four foes who got Adam and Chava, Abraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka. So maybe Abraham and Sarah in the middle. Maybe Abraham and Sarah in the middle. Yitzchak, maybe Abraham and Sarah in the middle. And Yitzchak and Rivka were originally on the left side, and both maybe both of them had. I don't know. Azoizak the Ragachar. Okay, let's end off with this. Let's end off with this. Rabbeinu Bechaye. Rabbeinu Bechaye says in the beginning of the parasha, I'll turn over the sheet. 
A very interesting medrash. The medrash says the Chinamru ba'agada. There's the following medrash. Ra Yaakov Avinu Shahayu Kal Oisiyos the Shemos Yud Beishvatim. Yaakov looked at the names of his kids, and he saw all the letters of the Hebrew alphabet appeared in the names of the Shvatim. Chutz, Meois, Ches, Vetes, except for the letters Ches and Tes. Amar Yaakov. So Yaakov said, Kivan Shein Bahem Chayit. If they don't have a Chayit, Ruiyin Haim. If they don't have the letters Ches and Tes in their names, that means there's no Chet in them, so I have to be Megala the Kates to them. But Yaakov said, wait a second, they don't have the letters Kufr Tzadi either. Ah, oh, they don't have the letters Kates either, I can't tell them the Kates. Kivan Shara, She'ein Bahem Kufr Tzadi, Amar, when he saw that the letters Kuf and Sadi do not appear, he said they're not worthy to, to reveal the case. Therefore, Yaakov hid the matter and he didn't reveal it. That's why this week's parsha there's no space between the end of Ayigash and the beginning of Ayigash. So again, the Medrash says, Yaakov Vinusor, there's no letter Ches and Tes. So there's no Chet, I'm going to tell you about the end, the case. But when he saw there's no Kuf and Sadi, I can't tell you about the case. So we added on the Urim uh, Tumim, right? Or, or on the Ocean. We added Shifti, Yeshurun. You have to have all the letters. So they added in some of the stones Shifti, Yeshurun. that has the test. Well, where did they get the Tzadik and the Kupram? Yitzchak? Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Avram Yitzchak Shifti, Yeshurun. Those are the extra words. And from that you have all the letters. Ah. So here's the question. Here's the question. You ready for this? What was the Havamina of Yaakov Avinu? And what was the Maskana? In other words, he saw there was no letter Ches and Tes, so he wanted to be Megal of the Kates, but then he saw there was no Kuf and Sadi. What do you mean? At the same time he knew there was no Ches and Tes, he should have known there was no Kuf and Sadi. What, at first he only saw there was no Ches and Tes, and then afterwards he discovered there was no Kuf and Sadi? What's going on? What's Rabbeinu Machai saying? Yaakov saw there was no Ches and Tes, he was about to be Megal of the Kates, and he realized, oh! There's no kufr tzadi. What he didn't he didn't check the end of the uh, aleph base. What was a little Why at first did he not think about the fact there was no kufr tzadi? The amazing chasam soifer. Chasam soifer. says that it was a kaddish baruch that closed his eyes, or that he lost the. Uh, you don't need to say, I mean, uh, everybody knows, you look at the letters, you know what letters on the Alephase are there. You don't have to have special Ruach HaKodesh, right? Says the Chsam Sefer. This is a very interesting Sefer, the Chsam Sefer. Uh, we're going to skip to the number five. Says the Chsam, this is from the Sefer, Jerushim V'yagadar Yisrael Chsam Sefer. Chsam Sefer says like this. Yaakov Avinu knew there's no Kuf and Sadi in the names of the brothers. But Yaakov still at this point did not ever know what happened to Yosef at Sadiq. Nobody told him. Yosef didn't tell him. The brothers didn't tell him. And Hashem didn't tell him. They never knew. Yaakov never knew. And Yaakov thought that even though there's no Kuf and Sadi among the brothers... But, because the, he felt the brothers were now Ba'achdos, and they loved each other, and they were all like one, they were Kevutsas Yisrael. One Kevutsa. 
And the word kavutza has a kuf and a tzadi. So even though Yaakov knew that the names of the brothers did not have a kuf or a tzadi, but the fact that they were ba'achdos as one kibbutz, like we learned last week, that when Yaakov, that when Yaakov was, and Yosef and all the brothers were u- united in Mitzrayim, they were masakim the bracha mekabets nivcha So as one kibbutz, they had the letters kuf and tzadi. That's what was his best years. But now for your key. That's why this, he lived 34 years. Good, right. And now for the first time, Yaakov saw Baruch HaKodesh, Vayimaruhu Varoivu. He saw Baruch HaKodesh, what they did to Yosef. He saw how they mistreated their brother. And this kavutza that he thought existed, did not exist. So at first Yaakov said, there's no ches and tes in your name. So, I'll be Megala the Kates to you, and even though you don't have the Kuf and Sadi, but as a kibbutz, you have the Kuf and Sadi. But when Yaakov Avinu saw Vayiru, Yaakov Avinu realized they were not Ba'achdos. Well, what did he saw? He saw what they did to Yosef. He saw, what they, he saw there was no kibbutz. So he said, just like you don't have Ches and Tes, you don't have the Kuf and Sadi yeah, either. Oh, so say right away, the Rav Yisak Isaac Chavar says, the brothers said to Yaakov Avinu, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. Right now, we are the kibbutz. So Yaakov says, so then why is the Shekhinah departing from me? And I'm not able to tell you when the Gula is going to come. Says the brothers, even though right now the kibbutz, but in the time of the last Golas, there's going to be a problem of Sinas Chinam, and the kibbutz is going to be dissipated, and that is why you can't see when the Kates is. It's because the Avera of Sinas Chinam, that Avera of Sinas Chinam has destroyed the kibbutz, so now that's why you can't see in advance when the Gula is, is going to come. That's what Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar says. You can take a look at number four. Rabbi